0: Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. This week, we're going to talk the Ascent and Skyward Sword HD first impressions, as well as some game news. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz/Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, Chris K, and Alan K for the contributions. One of the perks to joining the Patrons, you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call side quests. They're just random thoughts and things that we talk about, usually food and drink, and excursions and things like that.
1: <laughs> this week we talk about this. We're going to talk about
0: Fago Firework. No thanks to Fago themselves. Yeah, and uh, I should an, try that too. An Sin or something like that from sure, from yeah. Iceland.
1: Mm-hmm. why been, is it orange if it says apple on it
0: maybe That's oranges are or apples word.
1: over there so that old now, adage of like
0: it's apples to oranges uh is actually an apt comparison <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know. Apples it's
2: an apple since
0: i don't know <laughs> i'm not from iceland i don't understand their uh, uh naming conventions for their beverages let alone naming conventions for beverages here in america rock and rye what does that even mean i don't know not i didn't ask rock. any
2: questions while i was uh while I was there, I bought apples and appleson. So, <laughs> you just uh, drank a lot of it. Yeah, I just, I just shut up and drank the food, drank the drinks, drank the
0: drinks. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, well, but check out side quests. If you're a Patreon, you get them uh like a week early than everybody else. You get them like the next day from our normal episode. If you're not on the Patreon, then you get them in the normal feed on our off weeks. So think about it something to consider as always you do appreciate your feedback which you can send to Midwest Game Nerds at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcast. if you don't want to join the patreon and you just want to support us directly you can do so through twitch we are twitch affiliates you can subscribe using your free prime subscription which amazon so graciously gives us uh through the blood sweat and tears of their employees and uh feel free to think about that as well uh alex any bumpers for the network
2: Yes, the Horror Movie Book Boys talked about the 2000 Japanese horror film Versus, which should be a good one. I have not listened to it yet. Uh, they also have started a new perk for patrons, if you're listening to this, within the couple days that it came out. There is now an episode on the patron-exclusive feed called the Horror Movie Book Honor Roll, where I think Tim is going solo to talk about some of the oh. horror films coming out. Currently, which is usually something that they only touch on maybe once or twice a year. Um, so you can check that out. It'll be in the normal feed a couple days after that. Um, and then Film uh, Nerds hasn't gotten together for anything yet. I assume uh, at some point we're going to talk Loki and Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad just came out this past weekend.
1: No, The Suicide Squad Excuse did. me, yes. Suicide, the Suicide Squad came out like... 2016 or something
2: Not right suicide squad 2018 or whenever yeah that actually very confusing came uh, i think they want to forget that first one existed which is okay because so does the rest of the world
0: they should take on some of those icelandic naming conventions to like really <laughs> figure
2: it out just to circle <laughs> I back they to that have. yeah uh and then finally uh for patrons if you um are excited for denis Villeneuve's dune which is coming this october a few of us are in the pa- are in the patron um, Discord, is what it's called. Reading, I think, four chapters a week leading up to uh, the release of Dune in the theaters. I so, assume you're cheating, right? And not actually reading. I am actually reading because oh, the wow. audio book that I own of it is a dramatization, and it's kind of not my bag. So, uh. I did actually read. I've read f- six chapters so far. Wow! Yeah,
0: you're ahead. Is it like is it read ahead. by like Martin Short or something? Like, what is it?
2: No, there's like they actually have a cast to it, which I think would be fine, other than the fact that like I don't know. I just feel like when I come to an audiobook, I just want kind of like a flat affectation for the most part. Maybe somebody doing voices or whatever. Like you would think that it would actually engage me more, but for some reason I don't want that I just want the movie to be the action like the actual people doing that I don't know but uh it does seem to be actually taking hold I've got I fought through my my distaste of proper nouns um, that I have now that I'm older and don't want to know anything new anymore and um, you got it
0: so when I write a book the character's
2: the main character's name is hey you. And and no, it just needs to be Alex and it needs to take place in Detroit, (laughs) Michigan. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, you could pull in the all spark. I think this is just ready player. One is actually what I'm describing, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, yeah, no. So Dune, we're reading Dune, come check it out, uh, and, uh, and join us in our, in our reading. Encourage me to continue reading a book because if I don't receive praise, I won't do it. This could be the start Alex. of Midwest Book Nerds. Yay! No, this is the start of Nick Reads
1: Books to Alex, which is a long time coming. <laughs> That's excellent. Um, I have a quick question about Tim going solo yeah. for the honor roll. Like, is this just Tim being Tim and he's the only one on the show, or does he act like other versions of Tim? Are there different I, characters that he plays? This just went live today, and I haven't listened to it
2: as okay. of yet, so I, I cannot answer that question, but I encourage everybody to subscribe to our Patreon for at least a dollar a month, and you can know the answer to that question right now if you do that. So um, I, I think uh, Tim will be more entertaining to listen to than the like pilot film news thing that I tried to do a long time ago, like earlier last year. Um, he tends to be a bit more animated and not so monotonous
1: like I am. Uh, so, so please check it out. I mean, you you might be selling yourself a little short, but, uh, Tim's really funny. When I'm talking by myself, it just, it all, it's just, yeah,
2: it's bad. But anyway, I, I assume Tim does a much better job than me because he's, he's Tim. Guess we'll find out soon. Yeah, check out the honor roll. Check it out. Cool. cool.
0: Uh, I've played nothing except uh work simulator for the past <laughs> few weeks, so my life is depressing to say it's the least. It's very
1: depressing.
2: Um, I mean, I've I also. It did not play much until the past couple of days because it's been a busy time
1: yeah so i don't really have
0: anything to add to the what we've been playing segment of our show because i have been playing nothing um so who wants to jump in go ahead let's have it what do you guys got
2: i can go first go ahead so um i picked up uh skyward sword hd the legend of zelda skyward sword hd which is the Slight up-res of a Zelda game, which was on the Nintendo Wii, and um, it is it is the other game that came out alongside. It's the other Zelda that came out with Twilight Princess on the Wii, although Twilight Princess also came out on the GameCube. But anyway, Skyward Sword was interesting because it used the upgraded Wii Plus motion. Wii Motion Plus is what it was called. It was a new little dongle that you could put on a Wii remote, or they put it into all of the new Wii remotes at the time. And it was a one-to-one tracking solution. So it offered slightly better motion tracking. And um, allowed more precise control of motion. And uh, the thing that was interesting about the Zelda game was that they would allow you to do It wasn't just like the waggle slashing that you would do in in, in, uh, Twilight Princess to attack things. It was actually like you have certain enemies that are vulnerable to like an up to down slash. Some that are vulnerable at at a diagonal slash. And some are vulnerable at a horizontal slash. And then I think there's also like a thrust motion as well. So they actually incorporated the ability to... (laughs) use these different motions and the precise motion in the actual combat and some of the puzzles of the game now this version is on the Switch so I believe you can do some of that waggly stuff if you play with just the motion or oh, just yeah, the Joy-Cons yeah. I have not done that as of yet um, but they for, for people who don't want to do that they have mapped that sword mechanic
1: to the right analog stick Um, and it's a little weird. (laughs) I'm just imagining you waggling on, on the fucking plane. (laughs) I didn't actually take the switch with me on the plane. Otherwise I
2: would have done that. Yeah. But, um, no, it's, it's a little, I don't know. The controls of the game feel really weird because they put that, that stuff on the right stick. You don't have a normal camera, which is also the case on the Wii because there wasn't a right analog stick. So you actually have to hold down the L bumper to be able to use the right stick as an actual camera, which is better than probably playing it on the Wii was, is my guess. Um, Oh, that sounds bad, though. But it's a little strange, and I think it's going to take a little bit of getting used to, and I'm hoping it doesn't just bounce me from the game. So I've been playing for about an hour. Um, I think there's probably about... 37 hours of tutorial left for me to get through and then it starts becoming a Zelda game. Um, <laughs> so I'll tune back in on that later if I play more of it, which I, I hope I do. I've always heard that it was good. It's just a lot longer than it needs to be. Um, so, and, and it's interesting cause the, the, one of the things they were promoting when this was coming out is that the stamina bar and stuff like that, like the gliding from, uh, from breath of the wild kind of started in skyward sword and carried over and developed into something further for that game for breath of the wild so um
0: that's just a natural progression for nintendo like they always Mm -hmm. like they're always looking at what they did before to be like how do we do this better how do we make this more intuitive how do we make this work the way we think it should like
2: Yeah, and they they keep iterating on certain mechanics, especially with Zelda games, they're pretty good at that. I feel like Mario games kind of stay a little static, or they do something radically different with it each time. But um, yeah, and the other thing I'll say about Skyward Sword, this one, for those who don't know and can't imply from the name, it very much takes place in the sky. Um, I think the main continent is like below the tutorial area that you're in, and eventually I will fly down there with my um, crimson, uh, loft wing, I think is what they're called. And so there's a lot of flying around in this one as you would have used the boat in wind waker. Um, so there's like a different overworld kind of paradigm with it, but, um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't experienced much of that yet, but like most of the time, what you have to do is you have to jump off of, the platform that you're on and then call your loft wing to you and then you can fly around on it and like go fly down to the to the main landmass of whatever Hyrule form there is in this game so I'm excited to play more and uh, see how it goes but uh, hopefully the controls stay good. Um, The other thing that I've played other than the Ascent which we'll get to is Pokemon Unite which is the Pokemon MOBA multiplayer online battle arena much like dota defense of the ancients or heroes of the storm or league of legends or all those types of games um i've always hated mobas because they suck (laughs) and um it's just it's the worst of what came out of warcraft 3 just multiplied by a thousand and um, and i think they're
1: terrible and, that's um, a really good way to put it. They do take the worst qualities of what they added in Warcraft Three and accentuate yeah, those.
2: Absolutely, and and it just kind of sucks. But, um, this Pokemon MOBA is actually kind of good. I've kind of enjoyed it. I would enjoy it more if I had a lot of friends that were playing it because I think it's like teams of five or something like that. But um, you got to roll in the Jordan server. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I could do that. I, they were playing it
1: like all day today. They're, they're big on PokeMoba MOBA to the point to where they're not playing any of the games. I actually <laughs> enjoy playing with them. <laughs> well, it's kind of right annoying.
2: now, right now it's just switch, but it will be out on mobile soon. So you could play it. It is free to play for anybody that has a switch right now. And it will be free to free to play on mobile. But for anybody who doesn't know really what a MOBA is, it's basically like you are taking, uh, uh, a hero character and then you play as that hero character they have a couple different attack moves and when you attack um certain monsters you accrue these points and then you can usually use those points not only do you get experience points to upgrade your hero but you also get points that you are kind of um like almost like kill confirm kind of points that you can use to up your team's score in the battle and if you get killed while you're holding on to those points then the other team can steal those points in this case your heroes are pokemon um i think they have a set of like 20 of them that are available right now and i assume they're going to continue adding to it and um you know there's a bunch of different monetization things that i haven't really run into yet there's like three different currencies of course um, but if you really forget about all that, this game actually has some tutorials that you can play, and there's, like, unranked matches that you can play as well, so things feel a little bit less serious, and also there's no voice chat, so nobody's, like, yelling at you for feeding the other team or any of that bullshit. Um, it's just... It's kind of a good My First MOBA, and, and I think, uh, I think it's crazy that it took this long for something like this to come out but I think Nintendo and the Pokemon company are probably going to make a killing off of this game because it's getting people like me to try it out now am I going to stick with it I don't know I really just wanted to try it out and be like hey do I hate this as much as I hate other MOBAs and the answer is mostly no but like my main problem with it is that like the speed of action in MOBA games is always very like sluggish and this game doesn't really feel any different. Now, maybe that's just the Pikachu that I'm using right now. Maybe there's another character who's faster or something like that. I don't really know. But um, it is free to play. It's out there for people to check out. Uh, we'll be out in mobile, on mobile soon-ish. I think they're planning for some time this year. So there will be more people that can play it that way. Um, but if you have a Switch and you're curious about what a MOBA is or you really love Pokemon... I think uh, I think it's something that you'd want to check out. So, so wait, Pikachu is like slow. I think all of the characters are slower than they normally are. Like you don't. There's something about the traversal and like the the balance of a moba that makes the action slower because it needs to give you it needs like there needs to be time for like people to attack you because the other pokemon hero characters can come and attack you there's also npc mobs that you're killing to get experience points and those like score points um so like it's just a very like uh it just feels like it takes a long time to get from one end of the arena to another so much so that like if you get killed and then you respawn back at the spawn area, there's a thing you can do called a super jump that'll put you up to like halfway into the arena and get you closer to the action again. But like and that helps a little bit. But it just feels like the action is very slow compared to something like, you know, uh like any other kind kind of like action hero character kind of third person y kind of game, and that's kind of what I'm looking for. Gotcha. So I think MOBA's by design happens slower so that, you know, the struggle between the two teams and against the, um, non-playable mobs is more, uh, captivating, I guess. I don't really know. Like, it's just more balanced basically because of that. But there is, like, an agility rating between the different Pokemon you can get. Like, they all have strengths and weaknesses, and they've been, like, labeled as beginner players or intermediate players. Some of them are good at ranged. Others are good at defense. Other ones are called all around, so they're better at, like, everything. Some of them are good at support. So, like, there's a wide variety of different Pokemon that you can get the, like, Pokemon license to play as, the Unite license to play as. Uh, by either probably playing the game more or spending money, maybe. I don't fucking know. They haven't gotten there yet. I haven't played enough of it for that to pop up. There have been some accusations of the game being somewhat play to win, because you can um, pay to win, excuse me, because you can get some items that your Pokemon can hold on to that will give you bonuses throughout the match, and supposedly you can upgrade those almost directly using real money to to try and, like... Like, if you don't have enough gems or whatever to upgrade it, you can pay to get those gems, and then it will upgrade the item. So, there's some of that going on, but if you're, like, paying money to win at Pokemon Unite, like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Just stop. Yeah,
0: no, I mean, <laughs> I spent real money on Pokemon Go at one point, so
2: I get it. That's fine. Like, if you, if you, if you enjoy playing Pokemon Go and, like, you're hitting up against their timers and you want to do that, that's fine. But, like, if you literally are like, man, I want to make sure that this, like, potion that my Pokemon can hold on to gives me 200 life instead of 50 right now, because I don't want to, like, spend the time to upgrade this thing, just, like, find another hobby. Yeah, no, I, like, Do something that, that else that that, those kind of paywalls I'm not interested in. Yeah, like, I, I don't anticipate myself spending any money on this game, but, like, I definitely would not be sitting there paying money to, like, try and gain an edge on people. So it's, you know, but yeah, yeah. Pokemon unite available on switch and soon uh, on mobile. I don't know how soon soon is. I don't think they've given an actual date, but they're hoping this year is my understanding. Cool. It might be sometime this month. Actually I'll double check. But anyway, uh, other than that, I've been playing the ascent, but we'll get to that. I'm sure. Brian, have
1: you been playing anything else? Uh, I, tried to play a lot of different things and I'm just having a hard time like falling into something entirely since I finished Disco Elysium. Yeah. Like I tried a little bit of The Witcher 3 because I still have the one expansion left to finish. But I just wasn't feeling it. And I'm feeling it! Assassin's Creed Odyssey same thing basically. It's just too much game and I wasn't in the mood to get into that, yeah. Ultimately, I took the easy route and fell off the wagon and just started playing Destiny again. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, you were sober just... for so long. I, I know, <laughs> <laughs> guys. I know. I my problem is, I didn't uninstall it, I should have done that. <laughs> All that right. would have been except the final nail in the coffin. <laughs> except that isn't even enough anymore because I have gigabit fiber, uh, so I can just reinstall yeah. it and, like, I'm entirely too fast, damn it. Yeah, I was just, like, online one day and I saw Zach and Corey playing together and they weren't playing with anybody else. And I was like, oh, I'm going to pop in. And then I played with them for, like, a couple hours and it was actually kind of fun. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot I could actually have fun doing this. That's two and people that are really fun to play that game with, so Yeah, so that helped. And there's just like a lot of new shit that I haven't really messed with, so I figured I would uh mess with that. Yeah. Like the new seasonal stuff is is pretty. And uh so I was like, alright, fine, I'll just do this for a while. So I decide what I won't want to actually play again. Well, that's and uh, yeah, I just I didn't realize until like yesterday that my the back for blood beta, like all I had to do is reinstall it. Like I was still <laughs> part of it from the first time I was testing it. That's cool. So I didn't have, cause I, I I like was just not going to do that because I didn't want to watch Twitch for like an hour to get a key. Yeah. But then I found out I could just install it and I was like, all right, cool. Um, so I played the new versus mode once just to see what that's all about. And, uh, it's kind of fun, but it is not set up at all the way left for deads was and, that's a bummer to me, because Left for Dead, basically, you would just play through a campaign like normal, but then the the uh, zombie side would, ha- would be controllable by humans as well. Like, they could take control of Special Infected, yeah. and basically, you would take turns and see who got the better score, like, see who got further in each campaign level, and died less and stuff like that. And that was really unique. And like, I understand there's a lot of balance issues and stuff with it. So maybe that's why they didn't want to just do that again. Hmm. And they wanted something that's like a little more competitive, but, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I loved the way that was set up back in the day. And like, yeah, it's the new mode is more like surviving, like waves. Or basically you're just surviving for a certain amount of time in a round against the, uh, the zombies which are playable by humans um, and then you can like upgrade in between rounds and stuff like you can buy stronger abilities for your uh, zombies or like if you're the survivors you can sur- just buy like different weapons and stuff I think as far as I can tell I don't know I only played once it would have been more fun if the other team didn't just start quitting on us. <laughs> uh and besides that, yeah, basically just the ascent.
2: I assume anything black, back for blood wise, and you almost called it back for bud, which I think is another game. Um but the <laughs> I think with Left for Dead, like it's anything same that was
0: the game, good- but instead of zombies, it's people that are really stoned. <laughs>
2: Back for blood? Yeah, there's yeah, just just monsters trying, made it's, it's out of. It's basically
1: <laughs> you're just trying to get in the dispensary before everyone else. Um, yeah.
2: they're all clawing at the doors.
1: <laughs>
2: I think. I think anything that was like big and left for dead will probably eventually come to back for blood, right? <laughs> like I think, possibly. Yeah, like there's there's room for any type of mode and stuff to come in, so. We'll have to see what they do with that yeah
1: I, I mean I appreciate them trying something new that's fine it's just mm-hmm. I don't think it's as good, yeah, but that's fair, whatever all right well,
2: um should we get into the ascent now yes, do it yeah all right the ascent is uh on Xbox game pass or on Steam um also so p c and the Xbox series x and s. Um, it is a, an isometric twin-stick shooter with action RPG elements, I believe. Set is what in you a could say. cyberpunk world. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're you're in the, the arcology, and um, the premise of the game is that the city that you're in has gone into default, and therefore corporations are starting to try and come in. And take control of parts of the city because there's nobody there to stop them at this point. Um, and you play like a lowly, basically plumber <laughs> who, You're, yeah, gets sucked into more. So I've only played about the first uh, forty-five minutes to an hour because obviously I tried a selection of things this week and not just stick. To, I didn't just stick to one. Um, so I've only just gotten to like the opening of the world. I finished the first mission and like got to the hub where you can start to get side missions and stuff like that. Brian, how far
1: in are you? Um, I, yeah, I completed the first main mission. I got out like into the archeology span proper, like this, the city looking area. Mm -hmm. And I tried to do a side quest, but I think it was broken. Mm. So I haven't gotten much further than you.
2: Okay, good to know. Um, We are playing on PC, both Brian and I. Right now, we're playing off of uh, Xbox Game Pass, which means you download it through the Windows Store, uh, essentially, through the Game Pass app. Um, And that does have some issues with DirectX 12 right now. There is no actual ray tracing in the Windows Store version, but if you have the Steam version, it does have ray tracing, so that's cool. Um, but also like the PC copies, I think have also, I think I've heard some people on steam also having some bugged issues, uh, not only graphically, but also like Brian is mentioning in terms of like potential broken quest type things and stuff like that. So if you're coming at it from PC, it might be good to wait just a little bit for them to finish things out. But aside from that, um, yeah, I, I honestly like the. The most recent touchstone that I have for something like this is kind of like an enter the gungeon, I guess, because that's like a twin stick shooter, but it doesn't have any of the RPG stuff. And and I like that game a lot. Um, this one, I think I now have two guns and the pistol's OK, but the machine gun feels way better.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. The pistol's garbage.
2: The- yeah. You get like 16 shots with it. The machine gun has like 45. Mm-hmm. It Feels like it kills things so much faster because it does. Um, and that's pretty cool there's like abilities and things that you can get that will go on bumpers and then there's also like grenades that are called like tactic i think they're tactical something or tacticals i can't remember but testicles. basically yeah testicles the grenade you can throw your testicle and it'll do like a shockwave kind uh, of
1: thing no joke that I, I mentioned that because my side quest today was to collect 10 like feral testicles Oh, interesting. But (laughs) I couldn't find any of they were the the level was completely unpopulated. Like I had already been through that area before, so maybe like I was supposed to do the side quest when I was in there originally and they just never repopulated the ferals or Mm. whatever they're called. Yeah, it's always bad when the testicles are missing, you know? Yeah. Especially when you have to collect them for loot. Yeah. Um
2: but yeah, there's like uh, there's obviously you can invest skill points into different skills. I think there's like ten ish or eight, eight or ten skills. Things like um, weapon accuracy and um, like reload speed and your health and your energy for using skills and um, you know critical hit percentages and things like that. So there's a few different things that also can be augmented by some armor that you can discover as you go through as well um and you know it's just this like very um the arcology itself is just like it's it's an alien planet so there's a lot of different alien life things speaking non-english languages um and it's very like a a very busy looking world there's always like robots and things around you Mm. and um filled with lots of different life and it feels really cool in that respect and like this is a pretty small team from what i can remember too i can't remember i think neon yeah. something um but they they've it's really cool like it i really like isometric games and i wish we got more of them and i feel like it kind of they they were able to use they so far they've used that to good effect to have like one fixed camera angle where you're kind of walking through an environment and it does shift and move when you get into, like, the bigger area, like, the full arcology or whatever. But, um, yeah, no. Like, the story seems pretty cool. I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, and, like, I just, I'm glad the machine gun feels better. Because if I only had that pistol for a long time, I might have put the game down. Because it just felt like I was really struggling to to kill things. So, Brian, what do you think?
1: Uh, yeah. I have similar thoughts on that. Basically, I, I I really like what they've done with the world. Like, it's it seems really cool, and it seems like... It, yeah, it looks, like, really lived in, and um, I'm excited to explore around more because they have, like, hidden crates and all kinds of stuff, like, loot you can find yeah. in the city. And uh, there's side quests to do in there. Um, but, like, I hate the fact that i have to walk so damn far to get like into a mission really Mm. and then like if you die which is really easy to do when you're playing by yourself it seems i i find it to be pretty easy yeah uh then you have to like continue your your last save point which was you know wherever you started the game on that like day basically so you have to run all the way back to where the quest was and start. It, it's just like I, I found myself running to and from more than I was actually like shooting things.
2: Yeah, the game doesn't really do a great job of letting you know when it's auto saving, but at least when you yes. go to quit, it tells you, hey,
1: last time you saved, it was this long ago. That that's literally um, the only way. That yeah, that's the only way you can tell where yeah. you're at. So that like, part I find frustrating. Like I feel like yeah. when you go in to start a quest, when you go into a new area, it should just fucking save.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. I I don't know why it doesn't quite do that. I haven't gotten to a point where that's bothered me too much, but um, yeah.
1: It it uh, bothered me today because I went into that side quest and um ran around forever in this area where I was supposed to be finding enemies and couldn't find any. And Mikkel? then... Sorry, keep going. And then, uh... So I just left that mission, and then I tried to do another one, and then I just died right away. But it it took... Yeah, I was, like, running there for, like, a couple minutes solid, I feel like. Yeah. And then I had to respawn all the way back in the other side of the archaeology. Well, in the weird...
2: I was gonna say the weird thing about the arcology is that it feels like there's a lot of it that doesn't really have that much of interest in it and i'm not sure if that changes in the future but yeah uh mickle123 in chat is saying i spent 10 hours or so of the game using the trains for fast travel as i thought that was the only way he said it took me 10 hours to find out t lets you fast travel that is very good to know um it's like so, uh, uh
0: you, know, you know walking right past the gun in
2: Bloodborne. <laughs> I I think that's a little more (laughs) fundamental, but like I don't I don't recall the game saying any and maybe we're still a little bit early on for it to actually
1: bring that up. But it might have brought up a tip about that, but uh it it didn't like it it just kinda brings up a lot of lines of text and I tend to skip over them because they're not super interesting.
0: I think that's like a fundamental like thing that's wrong with certain games i guess is like when they're throwing you in like some crazy ass action shit and then there's like these tool tips that pop up and it's like i'm not paying attention to that shit like in the middle of like some fucking gun play you know like i'm not like that I, it happens to me all the time like i don't remember what game it happened to me last in it was probably cyberpunk or something but like like i just i'll be in the middle of some shit and then i'm seeing like tool tips pop up or maybe it is cyberpunk when you're driving And you're getting all kinds of notifications that pop up on the screen. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't, like... I gotta stop the fucking car and, like, pull over and text message, like, in real life, like... Well,
2: for this game, they do do stop you for certain things, right? They do pop up this window in the middle that's like, here's this thing we're telling you about. Mm -hmm. So, you do have to hold a button to get out of it. But... Still, like, if I'm in the middle of, like, or if I have some amount of momentum for that thing that I'm doing, I feel like it's hard for me to be like, all right, I'm going to read this whole paragraph here.
0: No, for sure. Well, like, uh, like in Biomutant is another example where they do it like the complete opposite, where, like, it stops everything you're doing. You're in the middle of performing a task that is, like, a pretty simple A to B kind of thing. Mm-hmm. and it stops you and shows you some tool tip for something that, like, doesn't fucking even matter with what you're doing. Like, yeah. at least that's what it seemed like at the time. Like, I don't know how to find that happy medium of, like, you know, letting you as the player perform the task, but also giving you the knowledge you need to play the game further on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm trying to think of games that do it really well, and I suppose, like, uh, Like days gone does a really good job of like when you're listening to the audio logs, like it plays through the the speaker on the controller on the PlayStation instead of like through the the game, and like you can keep playing the game while the audio log is playing. Like I really like that kind of thing, and I think Death Stranding did something similar too. Um, But that kind of aspect is really cool to me because it's not like you're getting it's immersing you further in the world through the use of lore and things like that and telling you certain tips and things, but it's not hindering you or stopping you from playing the actual game itself. Yeah. So,
2: yeah, I think there's like, it's like you said, it's a happy medium. And also I think different people prefer different things in that type of situation, right? Some people might want to be stopped and sit there and read the paragraph. Other people might do it better. If you um, have it in the stream of doing something and then you know there's a Yeah, game, like, I mean it portal. depends on the on the task
0: itself, you know, if it's something where like
2: in BioMutant it's teaching you about
0: how to do a particular like hand to hand combat combo, like definitely stop me from what I'm doing in the middle of like a fight to be like hey, like you need to learn how to use combos. This is how you yeah. do them. Like that's different. But like when it's when it's something where like I'm trying to walk from point A to point B to progress like a story thing and then it's like some stupid cutscene for no reason that shows you that you can go and pick up garbage like which is what it did Mm -hmm. in Biomutant that really pissed me off Um, like I don't need that like don't give me that Like, I I want like if it's again if it's important for like the actual gameplay I'm cool with it stopping me and being like hey like you should probably figure this out we're going to explain it to you but if it's not that important for gameplay then I'm not really interested in having it stop me from playing the game
2: yeah yeah, so this game does stop you, but it, uh, I think I feel like in most cases I read it, but I do remember very specifically one time where I was like, I probably should have read that better. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, But I just kept going. There is a codex that I'm sure I could and, and it pops up and like it does give you, I think it does have a section for just the tutorial stuff. So I could probably go back and figure out what it was and pop it open, but you know, yeah, I think it's Every game does it differently, and, and sometimes it's kind of hard to remember that. So and maybe we can go back and take a look, see if there's a, a fast travel thing, but...
1: I'll be honest, I feel like I have grenades at this point, too, but I don't know how to throw them.
2: Yeah, I I think, uh... Probably the G button. I think I tried that. I w- I've been using my Xbox controller, which, side note, why the fuck... Can't Windows 10 connect to a Series X controller particularly well? Maybe it's just my computer. Maybe I don't
1: know. I, I have a Xbox One controller. It's my... Like, for some
2: reason, it just disconnects constantly. Is like, it using... Oh, are you using Bluetooth for it? Yes. Uh. So, I don't know. Maybe... I don't know. It might anyway, be the, the Bluetooth. Yeah, maybe Bluetooth. I just have shitty Bluetooth on my motherboard or something, but... Um... But I think the grenade was like clicking in the left stick, and then you can click it in again to detonate early
1: if you want. Is I'm, how it works. I've been using mouse and keyboard actually. Okay. Yeah.
2: <sighs> but yeah, no. Uh, it's cool. I'm glad that it's on Game Pass. I probably wouldn't have bought it myself. I think it's only like twenty. It's like thirty bucks with like a launch discount right now. If anybody wants to check it out on Steam or or doesn't have Game Pass and wants it on Xbox, but um, yeah, I feel like I could. I could play some more of it. I know it does have co-op, so Brian, I think at some point, if we're
1: free and want to play, we should give it a try. I, I, yeah, as soon as I started playing it, I was like, this would probably be more, this would engage me more if I was playing with somebody else. Do you know, is, it, is it two player its it two-player or four-player? It's up to four, I believe. Okay, that's
2: cool. Yeah. so Do you get to John, create you your should... character? Yeah. Yeah, there's it's pretty limited options, but you can yeah. Are there classes you get, or is it you just get clothes like, and stuff? There's Ooh. not a class system, as far as I know. Okay. Um, it might just be how you spec out your character, but, right? Yeah. Right. And what uh, what abilities you pick up?
0: I've I've been having a like, like in my Google news feed. I, I was having a, a an article pop up. I don't remember from which publication, but uh, something about how the world of the Ascent. Is much more engrossing and intriguing than uh, Night City. Do you guys feel that is the case? As like it could from, be from one cyberpunk game to
2: another. Like it's hard to say yet. It, yeah, it's a little but... early on. But I like even just the conceit of this game of like here's this futuristic city that has defaulted on its debt, and therefore corporations are coming to you know secure, consume, take control of parts of the city. I feel like is much more...
0: Feels more cyberpunk than cyberpunk? Yeah.
2: Well, not necessarily, like, maybe that already happened in cyberpunk, right? We just don't really, like, know or care, but like, I don't know, it just feels like the premise of of this game feels a lot more compelling than, like, you know, here's this city that's just running, and it's Night City. Right. First
0: person Grand Theft Auto in the future.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. You're, um... You're actually, I mean, you're not just like a janitor... You're you're actually working because you're basically an indentured servant.
2: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so when you you the the cost it takes to ferry you to the planet basically makes you in debt to the to the to corporation the that runs it. Yeah. yeah, and so then you are an indentured servant until you finish your contract or die, basically. Gotcha. And then yeah, so yeah.
0: cool. No, that I mean that sounds cool. <sighs> I, I might be interested in playing that, but one of the issues. I always had, a, like, playing uh, things like Diablo with multiple people was that I couldn't pay attention to what was happening in the story because everybody was always, like, moving around too quick and, like, moving forward and progressing. And, like, I was always playing those sorts of games with people who had already played them a bunch. So, uh, yeah, maybe maybe I should try and jump in on this while you guys are still at the beginning. I don't know.
2: Yeah, we're both pretty early on, so I think you have a little bit of time. Like you could probably knock it out in one night and catch up to us. I don't. We're not that far in.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. So. You, you could do it in an hour. Easily. Yep.
2: Cool. Sounds good.
0: Well, let's uh, let's hit some game news. All There's right. some cool, some cool things that popped up this past week. Um, but we yeah. can go as far and back as the, so cool the Dead Space
2: trailer if you want. That's what I was gonna do. Uh, EA had a play event play live 2021 where they showed off a trailer for a new dead space and i am so excited um i really loved the first game and have never gotten around to playing two and three um but it was very much like a um like a sci-fi and even more sci-fi resident evil um that came early in the playstation 3 and 360 generation and uh I'm uh I'm quite excited to to see what they I guess midway through that generation not midway but a couple of years into that generation and I'm excited to see what they do with it like it's a very good property I think the protagonist Isaac always looked cool the art design to me always looked pretty sweet um, I think I posted this in the in the Discord and Nick mentioned that the the sequence of his suit powering up looked super cool and yeah it does it all looks great um, yeah so I'm excited volumetric to see. fog and absolutely all that good yes. stuff what,
0: what en- is it running on frostbite or whatever
2: yes yeah it does show a little frostbite logo in the corner here in this trailer cool. but it was just a quick little teaser um i'm sure it's gonna look great uh motive who did the uh did motive do squadrons ea motive i don't remember i can look it up or maybe you know what maybe they're the ones that did uh jedi fallen order i'm um, no they did squadrons no. yeah squadrons and uh looks like maybe some um some of battlefront 2 um yeah i i i think you know squadrons was great don't quite know how that translates to dead space but i think uh it'll be interesting to see how it goes especially with um what's his name call of duty man infinity ward guy now head of ea that's his name now yeah uh god i can't remember Infinity Ward. (laughs) We're a good video game podcast. Dave Stoll? No. Uh, Founders. I mean, you know, you don't like proper nouns. Vince Zampella, uh, who was very very much the head of um, uh, Respawn. Which is a an EA acquisition, the, the one of the creators of Titanfall and now Apex Legends. I think he's taken on more of a leadership role at EA. And they yep. made
1: Jedi Fall in Order.
2: Yes. So I think uh I think him having more power at EA will be good for pretty much everybody underneath. I agree. Uh, I
1: don't yeah. think respawn's made a bad game. Yep. So I can agree with that. That's that's good. Alright. Uh next up there's a lot of stuff
2: that happened with Activision blizzard over the past couple weeks. Um, very much. Uh, I think the state of California, the California department of fair employment and housing, uh, has filed a lawsuit against them in July that, uh, described a company culture that allowed for gender based discrimination and quote, constant sexual harassment. According to this polygon article, Um, and more than 2,600 current and former employees signed an open letter to leadership against, uh, obviously this, uh, against the company and in support of this lawsuit. There's also a very big, um, walkout that occurred, uh, in the past week or so. So yeah, uh, I think there's a lot of other podcasts that are better equipped to talk through a lot of this stuff, uh, than, than we are. But, um, I think basically at this point, like, I hope this actually spurns some change and whether or not it will, I guess we'll see. I know the man, one of the, one of the executives, um, who was actually named in the lawsuit specifically, um, has left the company. Sorry. I can't do all of this at once. Um, I'm trying to think it's not Bobby Kotick has apparently remained pretty silent about all this. Who's at the head of, uh, you know, the head of activision blizzard but uh jay allen brack who is one of the leaders at blizzard at blizzard activision has has left the company uh to look for better opportunities according to what uh, (laughs) what was said in his statement but um yeah no i think uh sucks that this is something that needs to happen but i'm glad that um I'm glad that California is doing something about it and uh, hopefully it's meaningful and something can, can happen there. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, I think that would be good. Um, all right, next up horizon forbidden West was delayed to 2022.
1: Um, sad, but not surprising. Gives me more time to actually find a PS five. Yeah. 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 So that's good gives everybody
2: time to hopefully get a PlayStation 5, but we'll see if that actually happens. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this is very much COVID-influenced, but honestly, this is the kind of thing that probably would have happened with or without COVID, too. So, who knows? But uh, yeah... No, Uh, I heard the Giant Bomb guys joking about this Bloomberg article because it says, Sony didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. News of a possible horizon delay was first mentioned by video game reporter Jeff Grubb on the podcast Giant Bomb. Um, But yeah, that's not (laughs) the name of their podcast. And uh, I'm not sure that he actually mentioned that on the podcast. I think he's got his own show on their kind of network thing that they're doing now. But yeah, nope. Horizon Forbidden West delayed to 2022. Sad, but, you know, lots of delays coming. uh,
0: You know, another another situation where Jason Schreier just gives everyone bad news. I don't think he's ever (laughs) reported on anything
2: positive. That man is just full of negativity. He doesn't need to. It's hard to report on anything positive when the world is horrible, John. I hate him so much. Anyway... (laughs) uh kotaku <laughs> excuse me kotaku has a report uh new psvr2 details leak from the sony developer conference uh this is coming from a youtuber who posted um some information um basically the uh, right now there's a code name ngvr the next generation vr it's probably going to be called psvr2 it's looking like it will have a resolution of 2000 by 2040 per eye which is a little bit of a bump above the oculus quest 2 um, and this is likely going to be an oled display with high dynamic range which is awesome and mm-hmm. i would be down um wider field of view about 10 degrees wider than the previous psvr and that's 20 better than 20 degrees wider than the oculus quest 2 Um, and I think one of the things that they are planning to utilize is eye tracking, which will allow the system to, um, render only the parts of the images that you're looking at in the highest amount of detail. Um, yeah, that, that is is like
0: technology is just awesome. Like mind blowing.
2: I don't know if people have seen that, that uh, video or that GIF of, like, the game rendering only what's in front of the player camera, but, like, this is, like, an even more specialized version of that. Yeah, where, they like, they've literally... showed
0: it off with Horizon Zero Dawn specifically because of how, yeah. like, crazy that game's graphics were and its rendering capabilities.
2: Yeah, so um, that's awesome. And then um, there's some other info here that says that there may be some sort of haptic feedback in the headset that helps reduce motion sickness, which is interesting. Curious reduce to it? See. <laughs> yeah. Seems like it would induce it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're doing some sort of like negative, uh, like a wave cancellation, Jesus, kind of thing, man. Or something like I that. That's
1: crazy. I-, I
0: wonder if it's built out of like. Uh, sim- I bet you, you have to use the headphones. Because when I started using my noise cancelling headphones for the first time, the noise cancellation, the ANC that was in it, was was like it made it made me feel like lightheaded and, and weird, like wigged out. So I wonder if they're mm. using that sort of technology, like auditory, which would make sense, I suppose, because like your sense of balance and orientation are partially tied to like the equilibrium in the your ear. ear. Yeah. So That'd
2: be really Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. It would be cool to, yeah, but- to
1: see how that works. What, Brian? What if it just goes haywire and you just fall over and vomit <laughs> right away?
0: Somehow you, f- you flip like a weeble wobble up onto your head and like... Yeah.
2: <laughs> it inverts gravity on you. And yeah, then- somehow. It's <laughs> magic. Uh, it spins so fast that you are in negative gravity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing also mentions that some of the controllers will have uh, sensors that track where your thumb, index, and middle fingers are. A lot like um, the the Oculus controllers did and, and the, the newer um, valve, valve Index controller. so that's cool. And then... Um, they say here in this Kotaku article, some of the interesting tidbits dropped in the vid, uh, in the video concern software. The claim is that Sony is looking to move away from so-called quote unquote VR experiences, you know, like pretending you're Batman for 90 minutes or swimming with whales for 10 in favor of greater focus on quote console quality, triple a games. Uh, further, it said that Sony thinks the best way to accomplish that is to create hybrid games that support both conventional displays and virtual reality, sort of like Capcom did with resident evil seven. Um, And then, yeah, so according to PSVR Without Parole, which was the YouTube channel that a lot of this appeared on, the event passed without any explicit mention of PSVR 2 being backwards compatible with PSVR 1 games, which seems mildly concerning. A lack of backward compatibility with older VR purchases would be a big misstep, so I'm expecting Sony will take care of its earliest adopters. However, what apparently did get mentioned was Sony is intending to make a big push to remaster PSVR 1 games for new hardware. Uh, I would be bummed if it wasn't just you can play literally all of your PSVR1 stuff on PSVR2. Also doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to me. Yes. So, but at the same time, this is first place Sony we're talking. They could very easily do that, and that would be their decision that they made, and it would be a shitty one, but it's possible. Um, I so, mean, there's
1: only going to be like 10 of these headsets out in the world anyways.
2: That's true. Yeah, we won't be able to get one till 2025. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. I'm excited for more VR news, and uh, and I hope that uh, I I'm, I want to know what they're cooking up. Every tidbit we get is is good. So, all right, two more stories. Epic has sunk five hundred million dollars into the Epic Game Store and doesn't expect to make a profit until twenty twenty seven. That's crazy. That's a lot of money. It's <laughs> so much. Money. Um, but they have a lot of money. Sure. So this is still coming out of that Apple versus Epic legal case. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the, the ever the, interesting fond of information. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but yeah, they obviously have spent a lot of money in terms of, uh, I think a lot of this has gone towards um, getting those free games that everybody downloads every couple weeks.
1: Yeah, I mean, um,
2: those games cost a lot of money yeah there was some information about like what each what kind of deals were cut with each of these different developers that came out a while back from the same legal case um but the fact that they're like yeah we we're lost leading this for literally seven years basically eight eight or nine years almost i don't know how when how long ago the epic game store started it was sometime during this podcast because i remember us talking about it when it first came out but 2027 man and it's not like they're gonna stop spending money on it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it, it'd yeah. be
0: interested to know how many of those, how many of those games are using Unreal Engine, and does Epic just like license it to them for free, instead of because char- normally they would charge for that, right? Like they they charge, mm-hmm. like when you publish <sighs> a game using Unreal Engine, like Epic makes money on that somehow. Yeah. So like maybe they they don't charge for that, and instead they release the game on the platform. You know what I My mean?
2: understanding is that if you release on the Epic Game Store, then you do not have to license the Unreal Engine in that yeah, case. Yeah, see, that's cool. So, But my, I, I assume then if you go and release on Steam as well, then any Steam purchases, you do have to pay for that license. But right. I, don't, I don't know how any of that works, really. So I could be wrong. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm sure it's this big melting pot of like profit and spend and everything while they're trying to like, they're literally just trying to be steam, have steam. And it seems like it's working because we're still talking about it. Like several years after it came out. Yeah. It could have just been the Bethesda launcher or whatever the fuck, you know? <sighs> but yeah. So anyway, good on them for giving us free games. That's cool.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a good way to generate uh
2: goodwill. Yeah, and amass a user, da- a user base. So. Yeah. Um. All right, and then finally here, PC Gamer reporting that the Steam Deck can stream games for up to eight hours. Uh. So basically, um, you can you can play even the most intensive games over streaming with the Steam Deck if you don't uh make it render the game itself, uh, which is cool, and you get a lot of battery life out of it. So it says here, Valve stated that you could expect a battery life of two to eight hours on the Steam Deck, depending on the game and settings, using the example of Portal 2 running for five or six hours when set to 30 frames per second. Um, And they're trying to give people options if you're at 30,000, and quote, uh, the designer Tucker Spofford says, because you're at 30,000 feet on an airplane, you're not going to be able to stream Death Stranding and probably go through GoGo Wi-Fi while you can still play it on this. And the same purchase that you've made from Steam is from bo- in, in both places. So, cool that they're giving a lot of different options for how it's going to work. Uh, there were several outlets, including Giant Bomb, that got to go and play with, with these Steam decks over in Washington this past week. So there's videos out there if people want to see more um, about it. But I think, in general, people were pretty... Um, impressed with the hardware and how it worked and uh, you know like I think nothing is final at this point from what they were saying Um, but you know I I think it's a really neat idea the idea that like they showed them using the dock on the giant bomb video and the fact that like you could just plot this thing down and have a PC pretty cool so Mm -hmm. yeah Steam Deck I just want it now (laughs) well you have to wait I know, I have to wait for like two years. Probably, yeah. Uh, I did order a play date. I actually ordered two. Oh, I forgot about that thing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I ordered two, but I did. (laughs) So if one of you wants one. (laughs) How much are they? I think it's like like, uh, 200-ish, under uh, 200. Yeah. uh, Put it on my tab. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I kind of figured that would happen. <laughs> 179. Uh, I think or I got it with Andy the cover. I don't know. I think Andy probably pre-ordered one already would be my guess. But, um, anyway, yeah, I, it is, it is one that is supposed to arrive in 2022 right now. All of them that are being all the pre-orders that are being placed as of now are coming in 2022. Um, they say that they've ordered 20,000 units for 2021. They're making even more in 2022, adjusting production based on demand um so yeah no i uh i'm curious to see what this thing is like and uh what these games are like give me a fishing game yeah i feel like that makes sense absolutely but uh yeah or some kind of game yeah that would be good um Does does the the
0: crank have like haptic feedback of any sort
2: i doubt it I mean, I, I'm sure it has some sort of tactile sensation to it, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it'd just be cool if there was, like, haptic feedback and there's like, a safe cracking game or something. That would be pretty sick. Yeah.
1: I'm still like disappointed a... that the crank isn't to just power the battery. Maybe it is. Maybe <laughs> I'm on
0: can. 1%. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> How amazing would that be? It'd be awesome.
2: You just hook it up to a drill. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That would be pretty sweet.
2: But, yeah, but I mean, uh, the
1: drill needs a battery too.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, then you—that's your extra battery, because uh, this thing has a—it needs—it's a—it's got a—it's only—it's not a replaceable battery like an old handheld would be. So,
0: what kind of battery life does it
1: get? It's got to get pretty good battery life. Yeah, considering the screen doesn't even have a backlight. Yeah, it's like an e-ink screen or whatever, right? Yes.
2: Um. 14 days standby and eight hours active, according to the website here. Um, I figured it'd be more than Not eight bad. hours, but
1: that's okay. Yeah, you'd think well, so.
2: Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. The thing looks neat. I think it'll be novel at least. We'll see. We'll see how much we continue it to play it. It will be it novel.
1: Out.
2: Yeah. Um, they have this like stereo dock 'cause because you can use it like a Bluetooth stereo speaker, apparently interesting hmm. but uh yeah that's the play date anyway I yeah think that's it for this app that's cool if, uh
3: if you want us to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show check out midwest slash links the midwest podcast network now has a patreon the patreon is meant to benefit all the shows in the network you can subscribe for as little as one dollar a month and help keep our shows alive and well Check it out at mpn.bz Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K., Tom Chris K., Allen K. for the contributions. One of the perks of joining the Patreon is you get early access to a bonus episode we call SciQuest. The SideQuest we talk about all kinds of food and drink and super awesome adventures we go on. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to midwestgamemers at gmail.com. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcast. We're all Twitch affiliates. You can go on Twitch and subscribe to our channel. It's like $4.99. If you do it from a cell phone, it's like five ninety nine, because that's how those app stores work. They'd like to take some money from you. Uh, so if you do it from the website, it's only four ninety nine. It's cheaper. You want to save yourself a dollar. You know what I am saying? I don't know what we're gonna do on the next episode. We're gonna do something about games.
2: Uh, public service announcement: Hades is out on PlayStation and Xbox as of the thirteenth, and it will be on. Xbox Game Pass.
3: So maybe you should play some Hades. How's that sound?
2: Everybody should check out Hades if they haven't checked it out as of yet. Yep. And then uh, I think there's a game called 12 Minutes that's coming out. I think also probably on Game Pass, maybe? I about 12 um, minutes
3: long. It costs like a $1.99.
2: It's an Annapurna Interactive game I that, that I would like to check out. And I believe there's voice acting in the game from James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe. So, uh might be worth checking out. We
0: I would get see. it just to listen to Willem Dafoe. There was yeah. a fire fight! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Name that movie. <laughs> Not
1: that you sense? guys.
0: Not you guys.
2: No. Whoops. The <laughs> Listeners, need get right in and name that movie. Uh, but it's if, too late if, now. If there's any real cl- crossover from film nerds still, uh, I think there would be plenty of, of listeners that would be able to...
0: Name the band... That used that line and that segment of Boondock Saints as an intro to their entire album. Not you guys, don't say it. I don't actually know that one, so. He goes he it's the whole line where he's like, It's like, it was a fucking bomb. <laughs> and then it goes through the whole sequence that's like Apocalypse Now, and he's like, There was a firefight. And then there's like four snare drum hits. And then it like breaks into like some really sick hardcore metal. If you nice. can name that album, I will send you a 3D print of Brian's mouth.
1: <laughs> what? I have not signed off on this.
2: You're gonna. The movie's got uh, Walking Daryl before he became Walking Daryl.
1: Walking Daryl. <laughs> it's just a uh, Daryl nobody. I wish I, I wish
0: Hideo Kojima would have called the director's cut of Death Stranding
2: Walking Daryl, and it was in the <laughs> Walking Dead fun. <fight. laughs> we can make that. I'm gonna make and that shirt. That's gonna that. be a
0: Midwest Gamer shirt, Walking Daryl. <laughs> Walking Daryl. <laughs> but it'll be in the Death Stranding font <laughs> with like the streamers coming <laughs> off of it.
2: A Hideo Kojima game. Yeah. Walking Daryl. All
0: Anyways. right. Anyways. All right, everybody. Uh, I don't know what we're gonna talk about next time. Maybe that Stray game with the stray cat or something like that. I know that came out or is coming out really soon. And I wanted mm. to play it. It's on PS5. It looks sweet. That's cool. Uh, There's a bunch of other stuff coming out soon. But we can talk about that later. And you can just look forward to it. uh, Cool. Yeah. Join the Patreon so you can hear us talk about food and drink and adventures. Also going to side quests. And that's it. See you guys later. Peace.